0: Hello and welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm your host today, Austin Williams. You just heard a piece on a better filtering algorithm uh, by the composer Ryan Carter. That was performed by Present Music Ensemble. Um, And I had the pleasure of being able to interview one of their co-directors, David Bloom, they have their forty-first anniversary coming up, and they have quite a spectacular program lined up. Uh, the ensemble is based in Milwaukee, um, and ironically enough, we've had quite a few Milwaukee uh, friends on here lately, so things are happening there. I'm just going to jump right into the interview here. Again, this is uh, myself conducting an interview with the co-director David Bloom. Enjoy. My big question, and I think I've been asking a lot of. Uh, new music ensembles, because it seems like a lot of them are kind of coming up on like later uh, anniversaries or whatever. Like, what's your uh, what's the biggest thing you're noticing in like the changing in programming, or maybe the changing in the way um, the ensemble might be approaching music? Because um, mm. I think that's just a really interesting thing to see how different people are reacting to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Yeah, I mean, as you say, I certainly
1: cannot uh, claim, uh, and, you know, responsibility for sustaining this organization for forty-one years. Um,
0: sure.
1: That uh, the you know bulk of that uh, credit lies with Kevin Stahlheim, uh, President music's founder and artistic director of thirty-seven years, um, sure. who uh, built the group and and really um, built the city. I would say he he built wow. uh, he, he like. Uh, built a community for new music in Milwaukee mm-hmm. he you know saw a potential there he saw something missing that that he uh that he believed that he could you know play some part some some part in filling and yeah. um and he he did and it, he still is in in a very real way and and the other i mean the other big part of that is is uh the city itself uh, the the community of support that that has sustained present music for for so long uh it's really wonderful
0: yeah i mean it's kind of wild you're not the first uh person from milwaukee that i've interviewed recently that's like oh, in yeah? the new music scene um we did an interview with nick zulek um oh, a yes. few months back and then also i interviewed um a member of tontine ensemble uh, barry paul mm-hmm. clark um, yes, phenomenal great. bass player so yeah it's just like it's funny because i'm in i'm in chicago and we yeah. think it's chicago is this big city so there must be like all these things going on but like honestly i think that there's more <laughs> events going on on average up in milwaukee or it, it just seems that way sometimes because the the community seems so um uh, it just seems knit you know and everybody seems very supportive of one another up there
1: yeah yeah, I, I love that. I mean, the other thing about present Music's audiences is, is, you know, we, I think it's really special to see um, a, you know, not just a new music audience, not, not what you would expect of a new music audience, which are the, you know, certainly come living in new york i um it's it's a it's so awesome to go to shows because you like see a lot of the same folks over and over again who who are like really into this music and Mm -hmm. in milwaukee there are a lot of people for whom uh present music is there is the first time they hear or and only time they hear new music Mm -hmm. um this is and um uh so kind of bringing uh bringing worlds together i think is is a strength but but i want to go back to your question um yeah, totally about like the way things have changed yeah. um and um eric and i have have a slightly different kind of uh approach to programming maybe than kevin did and, and we've kind of um built a uh built back our season a little bit there was there were a couple of years when when we were doing uh the org was doing a f- fewer concerts and we've managed to kind of build that up interestingly enough during the pandemic years uh which right. is really great um this year our season um uh, is all about kind of finding these uh the cross currents between uh uh between different voices and uh, really kind of focusing on on two or maybe three um different composers or um for each program and that that's that's interesting i mean it's um a lot of times in the past present music has has uh, programmed kind of smorgasbord shows which are mm. are really fun and just like little kind of um, tastes of, of like and often very intense tastes right yeah, yeah. Of, of a lot of different stuff And in this in this case um, we're we're really devoting these concerts to a, a small number um, of artists, which is uh, it's it's exciting to to kind of um, just like bask in the music of, of one or two composers uh, in an evening.
0: So the first concert that you've had this season on yeah. the 11th of September uh you were featuring Philip Glass and then um it was an another composer whose yeah, name I Christoph
1: Okay,
0: yeah. lovely. Can you talk about I actually I wasn't familiar with the uh the for, or the the latter composer's yeah. work before. So um what was where did they come from <laughs> or what's what's sure. their background? Yeah yeah
1: so so that program um this month oh, it was at, at least uh, at the time of this interview yeah. um we uh yeah so, uh, the eleventh of September we were doing um we uh, have been partnering with the Milwaukee art Museum which is this incredible institution mm-hmm. and uh just extremely inspiring place to play and it's it's um, um designed by Kalachava, um I'm forgetting now his first name um i'm anyway the, yeah. this uh, gorgeous Calatrava building um with uh wings that that open and close a couple of times a day mm-hmm. um and the so the it's it's kind of the architectural um kind of uh keystone of <laughs> uh, of milwaukee's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. landscape it's it's a beautiful building and uh so we play in the this giant atrium with um a view onto Lake Michigan, glass and marble and steel um, space, a really amazing cavernous space to play in. And so we, um, uh, we often partner with the museum on their special exhibits. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were doing an exhibit uh, on um, the posters of Jules Charé which who was, um, Uh, early 20th century poster artist I mean you have definitely seen his work around
0: uh sure is like that uh, it's that art nouveau kind of thing or okay got it yeah yeah yeah. Uh,
1: yes and um so he uh, so anyway we we decided to pair um a program with with his work um uh, you know, inspired by some kind of French connection. And mm-hmm. so we we, uh, we kind of went all out with this one with this Philip Glass opera called La Belle et la Bête, um, uh, it's a, it's course, a Beauty and the Beast adaptation um, based on Jean Cocteau's film uh, from 1946 mm. on uh, the story. Um, Philip Glass took the film and uh, put it on mute and mm-hmm. wrote an entirely new I wrote an opera to go with the film in which the singers sing as closely as possible with the the lips of the actors on screen that's wild um, <laughs> it is it's radical it is really it's it's a beautiful beautiful film um and uh very imaginative um uh in uh i mean it's it's kind of amazing you know in uh, being seeing uh the prac all the practicals in this film we're, we're of course used to so much cgi these days but sure. um just like seeing these like arms holding out uh you know candelabra candelabras mm. and, and that that's right really, it's it's really beautiful so um then we we paired uh this piece uh with uh, phil gloss's score with uh a piece by Christophe Chassol, uh, two excerpts from his uh, his kind of like magnum opus, uh, which is called Big Sun, Mm. Uh, his magnum opus to date. I I look forward to the the next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, um, And uh, he created these really uh, stunning visuals for this this album uh, that we actually decided not to present for this because they're they're so uh some he he appears in the films often we uh it didn't seem quite right to to do these films without the composer present yeah um, but they're really great and he actually kind of coined this this method of working that he calls hyperscoring where he actually like mm. creates the music and the and edits the film at the same time mm. um so that's how he made this music and um so we chose two uh really great excerpts from that uh that music he uh, christophe chassol is is um uh you know works on kind of the at the intersection of jazz and pop and classical Mm -hmm. um he you know works with people like frank ocean and uh you know like uh contributes to just records uh i think sia he he did uh, some work with sia as well and um just like uh and then you know does his own really wild amazing work um so, uh, so yeah, we we did some arrangements of of his work for our band.
0: That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I checked out I checked out of some of his stuff that was available online beforehand, and I just yeah, I wasn't familiar with it, so now I'm definitely like going down the rabbit hole a little bit, um, checking out more. Um, Absolutely. But that just looked like a phenomenal way to start the uh, the year off uh, with that yeah. uh, program and. I mean, I, I see the, the cool thing is like I see the through line, the, the, like the French connection you're talking about, but like two v- like very different styles and aesthetics and music at the same time, though. So that's always nice when you can have continuity, but also have variety at the same time.
1: Of course, uh, William Kentridge is this uh, is a South African artist of mm. of quite some renown, and um, um, we're partnering both with the Milwaukee Art Museum and with the Warehouse Art Museum, also a wonderful Milwaukee institution, mm-hmm. um, uh, to create this program. Uh, yeah, William Kentridge kind of works in he makes work in basically every medium except music. I mean, mm. he makes. Uh, he's, um, you know, well known for his, his, um, uh, his drawings, uh, charcoal drawings. He does, um, uh, a lot of animations with those drawings okay. as well. We'll, we'll be fe- featuring those animations on our concert, mm-hmm. but he also, he's, um, uh, a like very highly trained theater artist. He does mm-hmm. a lot of this, of like, um, Dadaist improv theater, as well as like, um, He's uh, he's directed operas he's he directed um, several very well-known um, uh, productions of the Metropolitan Opera here in New York um, mm-hmm. and uh, as, I mean yes, all, you know almost every medium uh, of, of he's worked in um, and there's uh, one composer that he's, that he's worked with in particular, uh, with his animations uh, named philip miller also a south african composer
2: mm-hmm.
1: um who we're bringing out uh with uh with a couple of singers to play this program uh the whole evening is uh it will be live music written specifically for Kantridge's animations um and plus a new piece that we commissioned for the um for the occasion uh in which miller phil miller the composer will be setting uh four texts by eliza kentridge who is uh william kentridge's sister um and she's a, a very wonderful poet um
0: yeah, so, what, yeah. Was, what was the like uh impetus for this and so this one was like very like south african theme so like what was kind of the draw mm-hmm. to like have that be a, a theme
1: yeah um the warehouse art museum is doing a Huge exhibit on the uh, on portraiture of Pentridge sure. and especially uh, self portraits, and th- these are works, by the way, that that are in private collections and oh, okay. are just very seldom seen. It's it's you know special to uh, to get to see these pieces. So we're we're yeah partnering with them to um, make a, a you know musical performance aspect of their conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we have a couple more (laughs) interestingly um we we recorded a whole album with ryan with ryan carter the composer of that piece on a better string algorithm um that recording actually as i understand it is a live recording really uh, wow i think it (laughs) is and so we actually went back and made a studio recording of it okay uh, the same piece and um and a number of other pieces it's a you know portrait CD. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, we're excited about that one. And then we also have in the can um, a whole record with Carla Kielstadt, um, who wrote us a, a piece. I think Ryan's record is, is kind of headed towards release. I don't know what the timeline is. Uh, and Carla's piece, we're still mixing and editing right now.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: So, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, um... And again it's like always with like collectives right you always have like that sounded like the whole group is playing and then throughout the album you have like kind of smaller subsets of the groups and so it's uh great to hear like just the um unique instrumentations of different works um, sure. throughout um I Yeah have, that that record is before my time uh, I I love sure. I love it
1: too but, uh but again I I uh, cannot take credit for it
0: Yeah yeah for sure it is kind of interesting what what's it like kind of coming into a, obviously like a very established ensemble as like a new director and like what um what excites you about that or like what do you want to see happen in the future of the ensemble personally yeah um yeah it's it's a it's kind of
1: great to of course i'm from running contemporaneous for so many years, and now almost 13. uh, I, you know, have this, this like, perspective of being a founder, Mm -hmm. and uh, along with Dylan Mattingly, and, um, you know, running, running a group for for that long, but the uh, but yeah, coming in as as kind of a a new uh, a new director for, for an ensemble like this is uh, it's re- it's really exciting. It's really thrilling. But just to like um, see to kind of absorb all of the the infrastructure and the people and the stakeholders, the community, the places, yeah, um, the uh, you know the history. All it's 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 really rich and and it's yeah. it's um, you know rich in a way that I feel like um, is is not common. Sure. <laughs> it's very uncommon for for uh the, the you know hearing the, the kinds of stories that this ensemble has of like playing in drained swimming pools and on <laughs> barges in the Milwaukee River and um you know the these sorts of amazing stories. Um uh and, and then of course meeting all the people who have uh who've run the group for or or you know been part of the board of directors who sure. uh supported the group who've you know just like uh been
0: volunteers fans um it kind of goes back to like what you were mentioning earlier how milwaukee creates for some reason this very unique atmosphere for artists to thrive and like develop their own voice um so it's like not very so it's really cool but it's also like not very surprising for me to hear like that's the experience with the ensemble where they've had like really unique experiences or they've done a really good job like creating a community around themselves and others because i from what i hear that's just like what it's all about over there and if you're not like on that board then like or on that ship then like it's gonna leave without you basically (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah you know that's uh that's great i mean it's um
1: I, I'm glad to hear that because yeah. many times when I talk to folks about present music, um, they've kind of barely even heard of Milwaukee, yeah. you know, <laughs> to begin with. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. and you know, I've often confused with, uh, uh, with other, uh, all the other M uh, places in sure. the Midwest, uh, Michigan, uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but, um, but in any case, the recently too, of course, um, since, uh, our a commission that we did last year with Raven Chacon went on to win the Pulitzer Prize. Um, it's, yeah, you know, it's yeah. that, that was, you know, such an amazing kind of uh, recognition of, you know, not, not of the work that, uh, that we did as a group, but, but of, of Raven's music. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think it, it the, The history of the group and everyone who's been a part of building the ensemble to what it is today and uh, allowed for that commission to take place um, is it's it's a real testament to that uh, to all the that work and all that love.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why I was. Genuinely surprised. I've never heard of the group before because when it was reading the bio, it's like Pulitzer winner. I was like, wait, how has this has <laughs> not come up? But um yeah, it's it's I mean, it's cool. It's really amazing that it's actually getting out there. It's getting traction. And yes. from what I hear, all the all the recordings. I mean, the fact that that was a live recording, it sounded so clean and like energetic that I you know um it excited me when I was listening to it. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so I guess you know, thinking down the road is you know how how do you see yourself kind of in this ensemble or be you know, kind of continuing with it?
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, it's what Eric and I are i I, sh- I haven't mentioned Eric too much, but uh, my co-director or mm-hmm. artistic director Eric Segnix and I do, you know, make all of the artistic decisions together, uh, everything is you know, by consensus between us. And so we're, we're really interested in, in, um, uh, really making a robust presence, uh, for the group in the community. Um, uh, really offering, you know, continuing or continuing to build, uh, our season out with, uh, with big events, small events, um, being, uh, being present for uh, for folks in the community for, we, we've really, uh, are dedicated to building out our education program in particular, yeah, uh, for sure. which, uh, which has been, uh, uh, you know, kind of certainly during the pandemic has, has, uh, experienced a, a major interruption. Yeah. Um, yeah. so we're building back that program in, in a, uh, in a big way. Um, and then, really dedicating to uh, a recording uh, priority where we're, we're uh, you know now as I mentioned we have two albums in the can and we have uh you know another one that's that we're uh that we're working on yeah, yeah. Um, working towards I should say uh so yeah th- those are those are kind of three of the big things that we're thinking about is uh in in the way that we're uh, in the work we're doing and then, and then of course yes. um yeah, th- this this idea of being uh being a kind of playground for composers, being a place that that creators can come uh and and see their their dream pieces come to life, mm-hmm. uh their dream projects, you know, have a voice, have, have a stage. Yeah. Um that's another really important priority for
0: us. That's awesome. Yeah, I love hearing that. I mean, it's it's hard to Everything seems so saturated these days, but having a, an ensemble who's willing and offering that, you know, that kind of freedom or vulnerability is it's great. I hope you enjoyed that interview I conducted with David Bloom, the artistic or co-director of Present Music Ensemble um i had a lovely time chatting with him they have a phenomenal program coming up this summer um please check out their website presentmusic.org they have a ton of resources there if you want to learn more about their education program that they're uh, promoting and uh they have going it's laid out all very nice there has all their programming for the coming season there um very very <laughs> full of information so Check that out. We're going to send you out with a uh piece by Cameron Ince, uh an album of theirs called Passion and Dreams, uh which is featuring all of his works, uh, or all works by Cameron Ince, and uh this is the last one on the program called Two Step Passion. Uh and I guess it's a arrangement for a chamber orchestra. As always, Relevant Tones, a product of Axis Contemporary Music please check out more at acmusic.org and we'll catch you next time. Thanks.